0: Many cases and areas that we flew over, you know, I'm sad to say that we counted more dead elephants than live elephants. There were days when I thought that the only good I was doing was recording the disappearance of one of the most remarkable animals that walks our planet.
1: You're listening to the Inside Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Olson, digital producer for nature. Today is World Elephant Day, and we thought there was no better time to find out what's happening with Africa's elephants. The best person to answer this question, conservation biologist Mike Chase. Starting in 2014, Mike led the Great Elephant Census, a groundbreaking two-year study that attempted to count all of Africa's savanna elephants. What he found was startling. Over the previous seven years, elephant populations had declined by an astonishing 30%, mostly due to poaching. Mike spoke to us about the study from a remote research station in Botswana's Okavanga Delta. To start, uh, I'd just like to welcome you to the Inside Nature podcast. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you very much for inviting me.
1: (laughs) So you've studied elephants for a long time. Uh, 15 years I believe or more than 15 years. And for our listeners I just was wondering if you could give us a sense of how elephants are doing overall. Is there some yardstick that we can measure by to say how, you know, African elephants as a species are doing overall?
0: Unfortunately, Eric, elephants are facing their bleakest moment in the last 100 years. Um, this is a dark time in the natural history of elephant conservation. Mm-hmm. I've just finished flying an epic aerial survey called the Great Elephant Census, mm-hmm. a seminal study that has attempted to estimate how many elephants are on the African continent. And the results from that study are really shocking. Mm-hmm. Over a seven-year period, it's estimated that 144,000 elephants have been killed, largely because of the ivory poaching crisis. Mm-hmm. And that number translates to about thirty percent of africa's elephants
1: so how many elephants do we think uh, existed in Africa before um, you know humans had settled there or or human civilization had sort of taken over the continent
0: well it, it's difficult to get reliable estimates you know dating pre prehistory, but you know my estimation the the African continent. Would have been riddled with elephants in their tens of millions possibly Mm -hmm. we do know when ian douglas hamilton conducted his elephant census he estimated close on 1.2 million elephants in the 1970s and uh, our great elephant census nearly 40 years later has estimated just under 400,000 elephants. Mm. So that is, that is a catastrophic decline over a relatively short period.
1: And you're, and you're saying that even more recently that this decline has increased. Is that right? It
0: has indeed. Um, you know, our mortality rates suggest that the elephant population is declining by 8% every year. Mm-hmm. You know, for the first time in nearly 40 years, elephants are dying faster than they can Recruit. Um, so the death rates are higher than the birth rates.
1: Yeah, that's disturbing. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about the elephant census and how did you um, arrive at these numbers?
0: Well, the elephant census was flown across nearly 18 elephant range states. It involved nearly a hundred scientists from across Africa, and it involved flying at low level altitude in a fixed wing plane mounted with high resolution digital cameras and typically three observers, a data recorder. And every time an elephant herd was observed, it was counted. And as a way of verifying the observer's call-outs, photographs were also taken, so we could subsequently go back and accurately estimate how many elephants were seen. So we used state-of-the-art technology and running complicated statistical analyses uh, we were able to come up with a really precise and accurate estimate mm. on the numbers of African elephants left on the continent.
1: And how long did that take to, you know, scan that much area? I mean, uh, a year or longer?
0: It took us two years.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, and it was it was a daunting exercise. Um, you know, when I first announced the Great Elephant Census, there were a lot of naysayers and people thought it would fail within the first year. But I, secretly, I didn't share their doubts. Um, you know there was a lot at stake this is an animal that's in peril mm. and uh, armed with accurate and robust information we hope that data would shock people out of apathy and it certainly has we've seen a huge transition uh, in the last year mm. um, the public are certainly more aware governments have come on board China has agreed to close down all its ivory factories carving factories um, so You know, there's genuine concern for the plight of the African elephant, but unfortunately, many of the populations are still threatened, if not by ivory poaching, by rapidly growing human populations. Mm -hmm. Um, Elephants need space. This is the world's largest land mammal, weighing nearly six tons, and they have huge home ranges. They can embark on epic journeys. Our elephants in Botswana can move upwards of nearly 600 miles in a month. And unfortunately, land that used to belong to elephants has been converted to development, farming, and just human population pressures.
1: Right.
0: Half of the elephant range states as human population are projected to double in the next 50 years, meaning that many small, isolated elephant populations will probably become locally extinct.
1: You know, even if we were able to stop poaching uh, completely, which um, you know doesn't seem feasible right now. But you know, would this habitat encroachment, would that still be putting elephants at risk, or would it? Would they be at much less risk with the poaching? I mean, how how big of a role does poaching play in the decline that we're seeing?
0: Well, you, you're absolutely right, Eric. Uh-huh. Certainly, the ivory poaching crisis is exacerbating the rate of decline mm-hmm. in African elephants. It's made worse by habitat fragmentation. Elephants need space. And, you know, Africa's human population is just growing at an increasingly rapid rate. It's the highest human population growth rates in the world are in sub-Saharan Africa. Mm. So, you know, if we, by some miracle, happen to stop elephant poaching, they would still, elephants would still be endangered Mm-hmm. by habitat fragmentation. And that's the great tragedy of elephant conservation. Um, they're just facing incalculable odds um, from climate change, mm. poaching, habitat fragmentation, human-elephant conflict, uh, drought, and you know, increasingly being pushed into smaller, smaller islands in which to eke out a living.
1: So you're saying this combination of all these human activities uh, it's just putting great pressure on them
0: it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are some beacons of hope and I, you know People have asked me after flying the great elephant census if I'm an optimist or a pessimist about the future and I'm, You know, I'm a die-hard optimist. I have faith mm-hmm. that elephant biologists and the public around the world are genuinely concerned about the plight of the elephant and If I take my country for example Botswana my home, um, we have a government politicians who are extremely dedicated and committed to preserving African elephants and our wildlife mm-hmm. because we understand that ecotourism is a f- large foreign exchange earner and brings in hundreds of thousands of tourism visitors to, to our country every year. So, you know, people are, are tourists are, are seeking out Botswana's wildlife large elephant population, the largest in Africa, and wilderness areas, and, and we gaining from successful conservation practices.
1: That brings up an interesting point, which is um, you know, the, the Great Elephant Census found that overall elephants have declined, but um, you have a great uh, map that was a result of this study, which we'll, we'll post um, on, on the website where this podcast is, is posted, but it does show that some countries uh, seem to be doing better in terms of elephant con- conservation, and some areas you're even seeing an increase in elephants. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that, and you know, why is there this disparity between different countries? Yeah,
0: that, you're right. I mean, that's the great irony of elephant conservation. They're doing well. In some countries, we have healthy, human, uh, healthy populations, and in others, they are, are rapidly declining. And it's largely, this can largely be attributed to the commitment and dedication of the governments who are less corrupt, uh, are determined to safeguard their wildlife population because of its importance to ecotourism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we can't be complacent, Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in Botswana and in southern Africa, what we're seeing is that the poaching pressure that was in West, Central, and East Africa, is now filtering south. Mm. And uh, we are seeing early warning signs of the poaching crisis possibly extending well into Southern Africa, into southeastern Gola, southwest Zambia, parts of Namibia, and certainly parts of Botswana.
1: So are there things that governments are doing that are most effective to to protect these elephants? Um, And and what are those things?
0: Well, I can only speak of my experience in Botswana where the the government have ensured that the Botswana Defense Force have been deployed to Mm. protect our wildlife along our international borders and indeed well within the elephant heartland, the elephant range. So we have effective anti-poaching units, um, our wildlife laws and arrests, and prosecutions uh, have all been reviewed and made it uh, increasingly uh, more difficult and uh, for for people to to commit these crimes. You know wildlife trafficking is been given a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And um, you know I can only speak of the case in Botswana where we have very dedicated statesmen to you know protecting our wildlife heritage.
1: You know, for, for our listeners, uh, if, if they don't already know, uh, you know, elephant uh, tusks, uh, known as elephant ivory, is what's most valuable. Um, I think it's currently, I mean, I know with rhino horn and, and some other wildlife products like that, that they're worth more than their weight in gold. Is that true for elephant tusks as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, arguably, arguably I mean, this is the most precious and expensive organic material on the market after rhino horn is elephant ivory, elephant tusks, uh, which are extensions of their, you know, incisors, upper incisors, and can weigh, you know, anything from a few pounds up to 100 pounds. And it's these large tuskers uh, which poachers are, are typically identifying, and we've lost some really iconic mammoth African elephants in the last five years to poachers who have sought them out specifically because they're carrying long, symmetrical ivory that reaches down to the ground. Mm. And unfortunately, you know, um, contrary to popular belief in in Asia, uh, they think that, you know, you can harvest these teeth without actually killing the elephant. Wow. But, uh, you know, all evidence to the contrary. Uh, Poachers leave African landscapes littered with rotting carcasses um, from elephants that they've killed mm. to cut out these, these tusks.
1: Do we know what we can do to uh, you know, curb the demand for this ivory?
0: Right. Well, we have campaigns around the world which mm. have gained momentum. Um, you know, documentary films, news, popular news articles, interviews like the one I'm giving you. Right. Um, people in Africa giving voice to the plight of elephants is frightfully important, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's, it's, we've just got to carry on. We can't give up. We've got to g- let people know um, that these animals are really on a knife edge. And uh, if we continue the rate that we are that we are going, in ten years' time, Africa will have less than two hundred thousand elephants, and certainly. Many will be locally extinct in many parts of their ranges mm. um, and that the poaching crisis is extending. Poachers find, and wildlife traffickers find new hot spots throughout the continent in which to focus on, and currently it appears that they are moving further down south
1: so I think that 's one thing that um, that uh, that I, at least i wasn't aware of that that poachers are targeting specific areas and and are they basically, you know, wiping out populations in those areas entirely?
0: Yeah, they they are, Eric. Um, You know, in many cases and areas that we flew over, you know, I'm sad to say that we counted more dead elephants than live elephants. Um, And that's a sign of... That wasn't uncommon. I mean, there were days when I thought that the only good I was doing was recording the disappearance of one of the most remarkable animals that walks our planet. And that was really depressing. And, and, you know, I thought that the Great Elephant Census, a project which, when I started, was filled with romance and anticipation and excitement about, you know, possibly counting vast herds and numbers of elephants, um, it dawned upon me halfway through the Great Elephant Census that... um, all I was doing as an elephant biologist was recording the annihilation and slaughter of one of the most charismatic animals that walks our planet.
1: Yeah,
0: and yeah, I mean, that, the is, de- that is
1: depressing. <laughs> That's very yeah. Depressing. I mean, it, it, you know,
0: any wildlife biologist or conservationist, um, you know, who comes to the realization that he's maybe fighting a losing battle. Yeah. Uh, that's a very daunting and difficult thing to get over. But you know we persevered, and, and I'm using the Great Elephant Census now, the power of incredible data yeah. to drive and motivate for change. And um, we are seeing reduction in, in poaching in Tanzania, Kenya, Mozambique. Um, the Great Elephant Census really motivated those governments to realize, wow, if we don't do something now and act very quickly, uh, these these elephants and these populations could disappear from our countries, right. and these are symbols of of Africa. You know, the imble- African elephants are emblematic of our struggle to save Africa's wildlife. And if we can't save the African elephant, you know, what is the future for the rest of Africa's wildlife?
1: Right. Um, so so your organization is called Elephants Without Borders. Um, could you? Tell us a little bit about it, and why is this concept of no borders so important?
0: Well, you know, elephants to me represent a mass of liberty. I was fortunate during my PhD study to collar nearly 100 elephants, which embarked on epic journeys, many of them across international borders, passport-free. So this notion that elephants had the freedom of Africa could wander across political boundaries um, really it struck a chord with me, mm-hmm. and I came back home. And based upon the results of my PhD study, these massive, free-flowing movements of elephants started an NGO called Elephants Without Borders. Mm-hmm. And you know that's 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 the world that I would like to see us humans, in some small way, replicate. Um, they have the freedom to cross landscapes contiguous ecosystems mm-hmm. and are not constrained by political boundaries and barriers that are, are put in place
1: so as a as these elephant populations exist today do they have that freedom of movement are they or are they more um, confined to you know sort of sanctuaries that that they're safe from poaching well that's a good great
0: question eric um, uh-huh. unfortunately the notion and philosophy which we built elephants without borders on has fallen flat on its face mm-hmm. and for elephants within botswana don't embark on these epic journeys anymore they stay within botswana's borders where they seek sanctuary and refuge because they are safe so because of the poaching crisis uh, elephants are frightfully intelligent know where they are being persecuted know where they are safe and so have sought sanctuary with, well within botswana's borders
1: it really sounds, based on what you're saying, that you know this is a very um, complicated problem, and there's a lot of factors that contribute to this decline. Um, but for people that don't live in Africa that aren't on the ground, what can we do to help elephants? Does do things like ecotourism do they help? It sounds like you know even things like um, helping Africa's population stop growing so quickly could be something that could help. What what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I always encourage people to come and see elephants in their natural habitat. Mm -hmm. So eco-travel, take a safari to where you can see elephants in the wild. And your money is well spent on conservation efforts. A lot of the tourism lodges that you will stay at have a bed levy, which contributes to conservation, pays for anti-poaching units, pays for schools, awareness programs and at the same time the travelers gain a greater insight into the challenges and threats of conservation in africa and, and you get to see you know the most remarkable land mammal in person um, so i would certainly encourage people to take a safari to africa um, because that would be money well spent not only on them but in preserving an extraordinary animal.
1: That was Mike Chase, elephant scientist and conservationist. You can see Mike at work in the upcoming Nature episode, Nalady, One Little Elephant, which premieres October 4th on PBS. Check your local listings. For more information on elephants and other wildlife, be sure to check out the Nature website at pbs.org nature. And finally, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the Inside Nature podcast on SoundCloud. You can find our channel at soundcloud.com naturepbs. Thanks for joining us, and until next time, I'm Eric Olson.